Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. And we're still in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And we're trying to get into the mind of our guest, Mary Ryan Brown. Hello. A comedian of sorts. Of sorts. <laughs> of Southern, sorts. Southern Bell comic when it comes to reels and, well, yes. Lord only knows what happens when you see her live. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot when you see me live. Um, it, it, it can be a number of things. I, I talked about, like, anal birth control. <laughs> The other day. Oh, wow. Which I don't think is a thing, but I just was talking about it. What do you make of this? Uh, it's more on the social issue. But, sure. Um, I was watching this, like, we talked a little bit about psychology earlier, mm. to where these women were blindfolded. And okay. they were given uh, shirts, let's go with that, that mm. were sweated in. Sure. By men. Yeah. And just going by the BO, they had to pick their mates. It's real. And the the ones that got it right were the ones who were not on birth control. Yeah. But the one who was on birth control did not get it right. Correct. Pheromones. Pheromones are real. Um, okay, hot take. I don't love birth control. I think that it hurts your mental health. I think it, like... Can, can dull your experience in the world. Um, well, I think mentally. Like yeah. With, with it's the, a depression with the, brain, with the brain. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's so wild to me. Like, obviously, like, uh, dude, when I hit puberty, I didn't go to my doctor and was prescribed that for obvious reasons. Right. But uh, I know quite a few people who were prescribed that. And when they got off of it, they finally felt like they were them their actual selves yeah agreed let's burn all our birth control i'm with that all of it yeah the birth rate in this country is declining not we good. need to do something about that yeah i'm uh i want to i want to build a compound myself i want to for I, sure I'm, I'm with that for sure compounds always go well uh, people always know how to share. It's the Porch Talk cult. I am the cult leader. Porch. I love it. I'm excited. Yeah, it's back to the family. Yeah. Porch. Porch. It's just a fun thing to to disrupt whatever's going on. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Bring it back. Yeah. No, I love cults. Um, I think, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I think they're, 
I think they can be I was, useful. I was there earlier this Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you never know. You never know. I think they can be fun. Um, and there, there's such a thing as a good cult. I think it's rare. Um, you know, once somebody starts wanting your wife, you got to be a little wary. It always goes that way. Crush, but you know, I, I think it could be useful. I think I'd be a great cult leader. I'd probably be down with that. Like, yeah. If I could be like an upper level cultist. Yeah. To where like maybe I didn't have to go to every meeting, but. Yeah, you pay enough dues. If it, you pay up, you don't have to go to yeah. every single potluck. But, you and know. By potluck, we're talking flavor aid with a little bit of strychnine. Jim Jones. But, you know, he did a lot of good for people. People, we don't talk about that now because we probably shouldn't. But he really, you know, reached out to the poor, to the disenfranchised. That's the thing, is is finding people who are insecure about themselves, who've been marginalized, who've been pushed to the side, Mm -hmm. finding them and promising them what they desire. I think Tate is doing that right now with young men. Like Andrew, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, my close, you know, ex-lover of mine. He, uh, exonerated now. Yeah, exonerated. He's free. Oh, I know. He went on. I haven't watched it yet, uh, but I have been seeing uh, clips from his interview with Candace Owens oh, me too, versus yeah. interviews that he had done in the past, where it's very contradictory. Yeah. And the one thing that I would offer to everyone is. People can change. People can change. They 100% can. Look, I think he was clickbait for a while. I think it's pretty much impossible for me to, like, understand him at this point because I haven't done enough research. But I think one thing that he's done very well is reached out to men who have felt disenfranchised, who have felt, like... Women don't want to date me. I, I have Incels, if you incels, will. Incels. Incels. You know, I have no power. I haven't stepped into my power. And he's given them, like, I can't remember what it's called. It's like Real World University or something. Or Hustlers. Hustlers University. Yeah. Something, that they would, them, something that they would be into to yeah. make them feel like, uh, you know, I do believe in that alpha beta i believe there's more to, I, I believe there are sigmas there what's a sigma i've never understood that i hear like sigma grind set but i don't know what that well, is well a sigma is someone who has the attribute attributes of an alpha but it's also a loner mm. but he's not the alpha okay like he's like uh he has the potential to be top dog but like he's just kind of like the Wolverine and the X-Men kind of thing. He's, he's doing his own thing. Interesting. He's an archetype. anti-hero. Okay. Yeah, and see, that is like an archetype that I think is very appealing to a lot of men. And I think that like masculinity, I mean, when you've got a whole culture that's saying like masculinity is toxic or just like mm. equating masculinity and toxic masculinity and sort of like interchangeably using those two words, I, I think that's very damaging. Like I think... I think masculinity is important, just like femininity is. Um, but uh, anyway, both of those things have been under attack, and uh, I don't. I, personally, I think it takes people like Andrew Tate to kind of, uh, if everything is on a pendulum swing, yeah. uh, what the culture asked for when it was emasculating men, 
mm-hmm. was Andrew Tate. That is exactly right. And I think the pendulum's going to, I mean, it always does. It swings the other way, and then the culture hopefully regulates. It, all, it always seems to swing a bit too far. But, it, uh-huh. but, like, the reason it swung too far was because it was swung too far in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And we, we struggle to find that balance. We really do. And, you know, I mean, I don't want to sound like a, a pick-me girl or anything, but there there were a lot of women saying, like, I want a man to be sensitive and I want a man to be, like, in tune with mm. my emotions, which is not too much to ask for. But I think, like, I think we ask too much of our romantic partners as well. Like, this whole idea that your romantic partner has to be your best friend and your confidant and like everything to you. I think, I think in a sense, like I understand the sentiment in wanting that, but like, that's why we have best friends. That's why we have, yeah, yeah, like we can't be all things to all people. Like I'm not going to go like gambling and like hunting and whatever with my husband just like he's not gonna go split a tube of lip filler with me that's for my best friend to do with me you know not to be reductive about gender but granted your husband may pay for your trip to do that yeah you may help with the financial burden of it sure but like yeah definitely not ask it's like dude let's go get a mani and a petty let's go yeah it's not a thing. Some guys are. Some guys do do that. Some guys are. And not to say I don't adore spending time with him, but I think like if you look at other countries, we have different people in our lives to fulfill different socio-emotional roles, you know? And so I don't need my, my husband to be my best girlfriend. Well, I mean, we've recently met, and um, like I can already tell, this is just me spit, spitballing, but I've been spitballing with you like since we've talked. Uh, I'm ready just for through it. text messages. Is uh, I'm gonna spitball sketches off of you as far as as long as till you be like Alan, you have to stop or I love it. We we work together and actually do some of these sketches or whatever else it is. It's, uh, I just kind of see that being our friendship. It's like let's let's run some jokes by each other. I love that. I love that. I think a sketch, I've always wanted, like, I like those fake podcast sketches where people are like, <laughs> you know what? I only drink, you know, I only butt chug LaCroix. That's all I do. I don't even drink water. You know, like, I like when people, like, do the extreme podcaster thing. Oh, yeah. Um, if you don't have a six pack, you can't work for my company. Like, I think that stuff's really What do you fun. make of podcasting? What is that? fake podcasting that, oh oh that's that girl yeah 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 it's where uh, it's a tiktok thing yeah or maybe even an instagram reel to where you set a mic up yeah and you might even have a friend who has a mic and you say controversial thing yes and then it goes viral and then it turns out it's like it was just for you to follow and just engage on me on my social platform yes. not an actual conversation we were having yes i mean i think that's nuts you know I do, but I I appreciate if it's for satire, I enjoy it. So yeah. the girl, like, okay, I was this satire or not? The girl who was like, my man, um, he wakes up, he's getting a nut. He eats lunch, he's getting a nut. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, and like, I was unable to figure out if it was real or not. I don't, I don't know. That's fun for me, though, to be in that suspended space of, like, is, is this Whether, lady serious? 
either way, like it comes from a place of not being serious just because I don't believe that things no. work that way no. at all. No, those things aren't real. Um, no. Not on this planet. Mm. Well, I mean, we were just told that uh, aliens were real. So I would like to have your take. I mean, sure. Not surprising. Not something I concern myself with on the day-to-day? No. Uh, I don't wake up, man, is E.T. going to go home? Mm -mm. I don't worry about that kind of thing. And I don't know, Mm. like, I think it's... uh, I always thought of it as a front to, like, flex on other countries. I saw this video um, not so long ago to where it was an old video of, like, us doing, like, the atom bomb drops on, like, you know, out in the West. Mm. Um, And, like, you see these houses just being destroyed and everything, cars being destroyed, but the camera's there and the camera gets good footage. Why wasn't the camera destroyed? Yeah. And it's like, I, every time something like that happens, it's like, are we trying to flex on Russia? I mean, when are we not? You know? <laughs> Why is it always Russia? It's always Russia. Because they're... Is it because of Rocky Balboa? Probably that. And their ideology is just so, like, contra to what it means to be an American. Do you, you know? think so? Well, like, the whole rugged individualism... American, you know, especially today, like freedom of speech, freedom in general, you know, and then I think about like that Eastern European sort of collective hardiness of like, Mm. and again, I'm generalizing. I've never been to Russia. I don't have any friends that are from there, but like to me, it's just like, let's eat a potato, drink some vodka, and get back to work. Or we'll ride a bear. Or we'll ride a bear. Uh, Terrifying. One, one thing, uh, this podcast has lent itself to having Russians on the show. Really? They're uh, they're in a band, Mad Meg and uh, Sons of Venus. And did uh, you just say Sons of Anus? I wish Sons okay. of Venus. Sons of Venus. Very close. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, they're from Russia, mm. and they're out of New York City. That's cool. And so um, it was great to get their perspective on things going down in the world. And they feel the same way that I do, that it's, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. I listened to a podcast with um, Regina Spector recently who moved from the Soviet Union when she was nine. She's a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. She's actually one of my, yeah, you know, she's one of my favorites. And she was like, you know, I hope that what's going on in Russia and in the Ukraine, like, I hope we can understand this is not the Russian people. Like, this is the government. Okay. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And so what what we always fail to realize with international conflict, uh-huh. uh, obviously we could go to a time period to where you and I weren't there for, such as the Vietnam War, which is something that probably should have never happened, but it was very similar to what is going on today. Yeah. To where it's just a proxy war to something that we just wanted to fight Russia, but we didn't want to fight Russia specifically. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's all puppet socks. Um, I hate that for Ukraine. I do too. Well, and they're the same. But I'm not. I'm not taking Ukraine's side either. I like my mango. Like if I were in power for a day, for an hour, if I had 
I would just make it stop and no more people would die. Mm. That would be my thing. I'd but probably get it, a few more people. Oh, look at you. And they say that women should rule the world. Hmm. I only feel that way because I'm on my period. I'm like, well, yeah, let's kill some more people. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> the blood is flowing. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I used to be really up on current events. Now I'm, you know, I listen to my like bite-sized NPR podcast in the morning, you know, like up first NPR. And then sure. Well, I mean, on top of your life's changing. Yeah, yeah. Crazy life. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we move away from uh, just world events, I would like to bring this up. I would sure. like to share my experience of working on the Lizzo tour. Did you? For this segment, I did. Okay, tell me. Tell me I everything. was the grocery truck driver. Were you? Yes, and let let me say this right now that there were no bananas there were no fruit this was all pastries and hoagies and what was the other thing there wasn't a whole lot of seafood is it a refrigerated truck Mm-hmm. okay anyway i'm just giving you an idea of what was on this grocery truck no and bananas no bananas no bananas and so everything that happened in amsterdam totally true but mm. uh, there was it was being fantasized about um lizzo had wanted to go to that nightclub in amsterdam to where those uh workers would use those bananas in orifices of their body and she did in fact force the dancers whom she fat shamed into eating said bananas but I'm telling you, with the rest of the tour that I was on, uh, I was fired for eating a Pop-Tart. And so, look, there, there's a lot going on. Well, a Pop-Tart won't fit in a hole. Not a whole Pop-Tart. You're not wrong. So where's the entertainment value? Well, there was no... I was just hungry. You know, like, this is where Hollywood is hypocritical. There's your first Why mistake. can I not be the driver of this truck of groceries that is serving out all of these goods such as pop tarts and uh, microwavable goods that we just love to have and when I think that Lizzo is not looking I can't have one what look what you should have driven a bus for Taylor Swift. I would have been making 50 extra K. Now, the other thing I'll say about the Amsterdam and the whole European Lizzo tour was inside on these dancers who were fat shamed. There were shows scheduled that if you did not participate in these after hour events, you may not be invited to these shows that were necessarily not on the tour. And so, if you wanted to make your money, you had to go do it. And so, they all did it. And now they came out against Lizzo. And now she's a hypocrite for fat shaming and making people eat bananas out of orifices of night workers 
Look. What is going on around here? Everybody flies a little too close to the sun. And then... I flew too close to the Pop-Tart. Yeah, and then gets taken down for bananas. What Who would have known? Gwen Stefani was trying to tell us long ago. Long ago. This is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. If that ever comes up in a spelling bee, I am ready. Same. Same. I was in the spelling bee. I was too. I loved it. Second grade. Nice. Six. One. I won. No way. In my What school. was your word? Don't get me lying. I don't remember second grade. You don't grade. remember? I just no. remember the certificate. And just being a little bit smarter than everybody else. It's a good feeling. It's a really good feeling. I got beat by my friend who was in sixth grade and already had a mustache. And did we to get this a, day, he's Did we get a birth certificate on this cat? <sighs> Honestly, no one was surprised. Always a swarthy kid, you know. Just to go back to the Rocky films for a moment, I uh-huh. feel like he was training just like the Russian guy was. Yeah. Did, did, did he afflict your best friend during this conflict? No, didn't have friends in sixth grade. So. Still early in the game. Yeah, no weaknesses, no blind spots. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not by I, my own choice. Yeah, totally. No, I, um, I remember when I was young, my parents would say, school is your job. You got to treat school like your job. And I did. And I, I did all the way through grad school. But um, I remember being at school and like telling myself in my head, like, I'm not here to make friends. Which is a strange way to approach, you know, third grade. But I mean, I made friends. I did okay, eventually. Well, I think about it like this. is like, you remember the book, uh, How to Make Friends? And influence people, Dale Carnegie. Yes. Yeah, how many serial killers did that influence? So maybe Lots. making friends ain't the way. Yeah, and, and, and the, the tricky part is influencing people. Not everybody should have influence. Like, we need mm-hmm. sheep. You know, we're always calling people sheep. Mm-hmm. But we need sheep. Mm-hmm. I need sheep. I need sheep, For the too. cult that I'm going to start. I'm trying to make some shirts. For real. Need some sheep. Sheep need shirts. They need merch. Mm-hmm. They need to be told they're important. Mm. They need to be told they're really smart. And they're really smart because they listen to everything you say. Only, sno- only smart people. This kind of segues into this. Uh, this is kind of daunting, but at the same time, very relatable. Uh, are you familiar with the Charles Whitman? The Texas Tower Sniper. No. A life gone perfectly up to a few days before the point to where he would be at that college and climb up to the clock tower and begin just sniping people off. So why did he do that? Well, I think it had everything to do with his upbringing. Uh, His father was very hard on him. he was forced to do very well in school, which he exceeded. And down discipline, uh, when he would practice piano, his father would put the belt on top of the piano. Right? One of that type. And I think we all know that type of kid when we were uh-huh. growing up, and we just cross our fingers and hope that we've... Do you remember that uh, it was an Adam Sandler film to where um, he was calling and making everything right, 
And it turns out the guy was like wearing lipstick and he had a kill list. And like when he made the phone no. call to apologize, he crossed them off the list and put on fresh lipstick. No, <laughs> oh but I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I think it's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Billy Madison. Okay. Yeah, but, it's uh, been a while since I've seen Billy Madison. But yeah, it, it comes down to that. We all have those type of people in our lives to work with. Yeah. like probably going to have problems in the future. Yes. And so like this guy did everything right by the letter and was on his way to a good life he joined the marines and he did well until he found a lady there it is and he fell in love and they got married and he got married his grades dropped to where he started having to go back to drill instead of going to class okay that wasn't working and so he was he wanted to go back to class and so he had to go back to his father and ask for money and his father gave him the check, but there were, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Stipulations. Stipulations. Yeah. And so, well, he got the check, and later down the road, things just weren't working out. I mean, he just, he couldn't be perfect. And so he would one day pick his mom up, and help her get away from his father because she couldn't escape. Put her in a new place. That's a good part. But uh, the funniest part, which is not funny at all, uh, I think a lot of serial killers probably do this, is they'll kill those closest to them. Mm-hmm. He killed his mother with karate. With karate? Hmm. Why'd he kill his mom? It's always the mom with these dudes. I mean, I understand it was the dad a little bit, but it always goes back to the mom hurting animals and head injuries. Okay, it's it's uh, and with with dudes specifically. You're right. Hurting um, animals, peeing in the bed. It's wetting the bed. Ugh. Wetting the bed. That's a yeah. big part of it. Yeah. And also, uh, there's a there's a number three. There's a third thing that'll really set it off. The and cruelty I'm, to animals, the head injuries. Head injuries and wetting the bed. That's yeah. it. I am. The triad. And, yeah, and today we call it CTE, which a lot of Yikes. football players yeah. deal with. Yeah. And maybe O.J. Simpson kind of thing, maybe? Possibly. Yeah, who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, but O.J. didn't do it. Is that your official stance? No. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that. I love stuff about O.J. It's fascinating to me. Very fascinating. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he goes on, uh, kills his mother with karate, and then to finish the deal, That's some serious puts karate. a knife through uh, the chest. Yeah. And goes home after he had picked his wife up from work, after he had slain his mother, slays his wife. Jeez. And my thought on this is, uh, do you think that he may have been doing them a favor? Like... Uh, like in his mind, yes, it's always some sort of in, in the sense twisted of righteousness. In the that's exactly what I'm where I'm going. Yeah. Is I don't want you to be tied to the sick crap that I'm about to commit. Yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and. But why karate? Why karate? You know he thought that was cool, deep <laughs> down. But it's always this like, it's it's the idea that you're at the center, right? And so, like, I'm doing you a favor by cutting you off from, like, my dark 
twisted mm-hmm. self. But um, it's so sad because there are so many stops along the way with these like murders where it's totally preventable. You know, well, I mean, it's um, like the FBI were aware, you know, or like a family member or a close friend was aware of the behavior, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And people just maybe they do call it in, but someone blows it off, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm fascinated by true crime, though. I do. Most women are. Tell yeah. me why. I don't know. I think it's um, it gives you a sense of control over like I'm always afraid I'm going to get killed, you know, just like low level, low level. I think that's normal. For a lot of ladies, you know. My co-host Lauren, um, mm-hmm. she has a podcast called Midwife Crisis. Shout out Ashley Love and that. Lauren. But uh, like, she'll tell the story when she goes to exercise at the park. Mm-hmm. That uh, when she hears a twig break, she's on edge. Mm-hmm. And when she is putting her daughter in the car at Walmart, she's oh. on, she's on edge. Yeah. And there's a specific way that she does it so that she doesn't mm-hmm. have to be so on edge. And I was like. Yeah, it sucks that women, specifically in America, have to be that hardwired in and like always on guard like that. Yeah. But here we are with all these true crime podcasts, and it's like, what do you expect? Yeah, they're always the victim. Yeah, they are, and and I think it does give you a sense of like, it's it's a weird. I mean, there's all sorts of psychology around this. I'm not going to say anything new here, but there's you know the idea that you hear these stories and mm. you have this false sense of security that because you're hearing these stories and you're hearing about other victims, that it won't happen to you. Um, I'm also just interested in people and especially people whose minds don't work right. And so like the psychology of this guy who is obviously abused and then like enacted whatever sort of victimhood he felt on like other people with senseless violence like that's all very he would climb a clock to tower at a university and just snipe innocent people jeez see and that's like so his, scary and his kill count got up in the 30s he injured almost 50 people jeez and it's so scary because it, and know, these are not people that personally affected him no. it was just passerbyers no and that's the real cowardice of it too i mean obviously he there's there's a lot of cowardice that you said it perfectly yeah it's it's really sad and and like you know people are capable of anything that's what's so scary it's like but we're capable of great things yeah yeah we're capable of of immeasurable like acts of service and love as well but and and check this out it's like uh to go over to aurora colorado for a second do you remember the film when the dark knight came out the joker yeah and so and then when uh joaquin phoenix's film came out Mm -hmm. they advised for white incels specifically not to go watch this film in the theater Mm because they didn't want to repeat ain't it wild that we have to put but there's so much tension, like you could cut it with a knife, and it's just been building this these past 10 years. When's it finally come to a head? What I don't that, know. And what does that look like? I think we've been asking. I think it, like, repeatedly comes to a head, like, every 20 years or so. I mean, if you look back at footage of the 60s, people were saying in the 60s, oh, it's so terrible to... The world is so crazy right now. Like, I can't imagine what it will be like in the year 2000. Like, we always think we're on the verge of some sort of cultural breakdown, and maybe we are. But I think it's cyclical. I really do. Mm. And I think it's a pendulum thing. Like, I think the pendulum will swing the other way. We were policing our speech and obsessed with sort of virtue performance. And, and we do have some freedom in that coming. Yeah, I think, I I think we definitely have some freedom in that coming. Speaking of which, uh, I wanted to open the floor up for you for your... Um, political beliefs? 
Um, not only that, <laughs> but whatever else you wanted to share, because I wanted to riff for a little while. We can oh, riff. You you be a host for a minute. If okay. You don't mind. Okay. You tell me. Um, do you use a washcloth? No. White people. Interesting. Most white. I don't people. use my hand though. What's that little thing? A loofah. A loofah. A loofah. Okay. A little Dave Chappelle action here. I'll take it. A loofah. Interesting. Do you wash your legs? Yes. Okay. Do you wash your feet? Yes. That's good. Top and bottom. That's good to know. Between the toes. Sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Uh, porch Talk. 20% off. Porch Talk. Use that word. Anyway. There we go. There we go. Performance package 4.0. I wanted to make sure we got it in there. Interesting. Um, okay. Do you... Let's see. What do you think happens after we die? That's a great question. Uh, well, I think you go before the King of Kings. Um, the Lord of Lords, and you have to give our account for everything that you've done. Scary. It is very scary. But the good news is, uh, in the gospel that I prescribe to, is that I have a a high priest, as put in the Hebrews, uh, that goes before God. And uh, because of that, not any hit on Catholicism, but I'm able to daily or hourly or minutely uh, confess my sins and I am able to absolve them and so that I can be pure and holy before a holy God. And so I can go, hopefully, if I were, whenever I am to go, that I will be completely absolved and I will stand before the King of Kings and I will be accepted into heaven. Uh, that is uh, my belief. Isn't that such a better thing to know than um, I don't know or I'm not sure or there's nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There really is. It's called hope. It's the best. <laughs> and you know it's what happens? It's the best. Like, even if I'm wrong in all those prayers, like yeah. when I kneel down beside my bed at night or whenever yeah. I find time and I was just talking to myself. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Even if you're wrong. Even if you just die. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Even if you're wrong, like, if you're putting love out into the world, like, that's, to me, that's just so much more beautiful. Like, I don't understand how people, I would just, if, if I knew there was nothing, I'd be dead right now. I'll tell you that. Shout you know out to I your mean? grandma for these lovely coasters. Oh, these are for my mom. Your mother. I'm yeah, sorry. look. This is Dolly Parton. Isn't she so cute? I got Willie. Willie Nelson. I love absolute fruit. Sorry. Yes. And uh, Johnny, Johnny Cash in pink. Yeah, he's in pink right there. There you go. I think she got those at Accents. Accents of Hattiesburg. I love how you put that on. Yeah. Accents. And you yes. put on the accent. I put the accent on. So here's Can you something. do that on the fly? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So here's something about me. You know, I'm from here. I'm from Hattiesburg. Um, But my accent, I would say, is pretty, like, standard Midwestern for the most part. Mm. If I smell bourbon, okay, which I have. You have some right there. I'm like Pine Bale, like. Mm, That's mm -hmm. coming out. Like the Forest County multi-purpose, you know, center. And we're going to go do 4-H. Mm. And Braxton and Bryden, they're showing cows. Mm. But then, you know, Mary Macy, she's she's doing um, barrel racing. Mm. And her daddy is proud of her, you know. And so, yeah, I love an accent. 
I also love Australian because of love on the spectrum. Have I you do ever seen a lot that? of horrible accents. That's okay. Like uh, I was told that my Jamaican accent. Probably offensive. No, it's not the fact that it's <laughs> offensive. It's the fact that it's not good. Yeah. Uh, which probably is offensive. And I've been working on my Indian accent because like, my great. favorite gas station is run by Indians. Oh yeah. And oh yeah, they they hmm. do a great gas station. They do, uh, yeah. and they take a lot of chances. And this is one thing I wanted to bring to you is like, have you uh, you go into a lot of gas stations? I used to. Used to. Well, There's one close to here that has a drive-through. It's owned by Indians. Oh, bless them. Drive-through cigarettes. Certainly, mon. Yes, and when I was in college, that was my that was my. Point. Well, there's this new thing, and I think it goes with like what this in most of male bathrooms, but this is still sold at the counter. I made a very funny joke one day. Oh, I know what you're about to say. The the honey. Oh no, I didn't. The oh, honey. I was wrong. The there honey. there's there's honey, uh, and it is uh, aphrodisiac. That's right. And I will. Walk. <laughs> And there's two wonderful black women working the counter sure. that morning, and uh, I was I wanted a biscuit, and I was like, "Is this the honey that y'all put on the biscuits?" And they got an absolute kick out of it. And then I read it because, like, all uh-huh. I saw was honey. Then yeah. I read it, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's sexual of nature." And I was like, <laughs> <sighs> and then I saw like so many like viral videos of like people cooking with it, and I was I'm like, "I'm afraid." I don't know if I'll be eating with people that I don't trust and know anymore. Well, you just, first of all, you cannot eat at everybody's house. That's a point, but a lot of people don't know that. No, they don't. No. No, they don't. And, like, when we would have, like, potlucks at work, and people Potlucks at church, dude. Food. E. coli. You can pray over that food. It's not always gonna... The Lord has to bless... The Lord has to bless it. It's, it really is a gamble. Like, not everybody, you know, wipes their counters. Or, you know, they might wipes eat. their butt. You know. You on Netflix? Yeah. Okay, Tim Robinson. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you like that show? I yes. think you should leave. Yes. I do. Are you familiar with the Mud Pie season one episode to where they're exchanging gifts? Yes, yes. Fantastic. I, I love that sketch, and yeah. I shared that with a friend of mine, and they were just like... Okay, here's the deal with Tim Robinson. So It's, it's awkward. It's awkward. You have to be able to sit in the tension. I had a boyfriend in high school who watched Tim and Eric. He was such a... Um, such a little renegade he drove a little yellow jeep wrangler with mm. a ron paul sticker on it and he wore an iranian scarf you know and he was all like free iran or whatever he wore one of those scarves oh he was into the ron paul movement totally he was in it and very occupy wall street you know my god this, was this, that this, time. this yeah. guy in high school in high school oh fantastic where's he at now is he a serial killer i don't killer? know no idea Okay. No idea. We'll see about him on the news. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He was he was great, but he was really into two things: dubstep, mm-hmm. deeply, deeply mm-hmm. into like deep cut, like Aphex Twin, like dubstep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, 
Tim and Eric. And so I was like, well, you're my, you're my boyfriend. So I will now adopt your personality. And so I got really into Tim and Eric, but then we broke up and I never let that go. Dr. Steve Brule. Dr. Steve Brule. Which one is that? That was uh, a spinoff off of Tim and Eric. Okay. Eventually, that was with uh, John C. Riley. That's right. Okay, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Doctor the Doctor, the funniest one to me. And I know they're all bits. It's like between two ferns with mm-hmm. like Zach Galifianakis. It's like. Oh yeah. And once people finally saw behind the curtain. Yes. I thought that so many like, I knew it, looking at it that. That's not real. Like, yeah. when he interviewed Steve Carell, and he said, you know, <laughs> when you float on your back and you're in the ocean, does everyone think it's a shark? I was like, that's great. And then when Steve Carell's response was hostile, calling him fat or yes. insulting him, like, a lot of people took that at face value, which is the way it should be. But when people were shown behind the curtain that it was all yeah. a gaff, yeah. It ruined the the magic. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I love that it was a gaffe. But I think some people, like, once they knew the jig was up, they were like, I hate <laughs> Kind of done with it. Yeah, I'm done. But I, Between Two Ferns, fantastic. Yeah. The Barack Obama interview. That on. may have been the best one. So good. So good. And then the curtain falls and they're in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. But, yeah, Tim and Eric was a thing for a while yeah and um yeah it's funny how like people you meet even if you don't talk to them anymore they you still have like a part of their personality sure like i feel like i'm just a mosaic of other people's personalities sometimes we're we're an amalgus if i'm saying that word correctly i know i'm not but like of all the people that we've come in contact over the years and I, i i believe that i'm very thankful to have traveled and lived in mm. several different places all over the South yeah. and have met and just homogenized a lot of different views and beliefs when it comes to comedy or music yeah. or any kind of art form. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To where I'm fairly open and receptive to everything, but I am critical. I think it's important. I'm just not going to be afraid of ideas, yeah. you know. Um, but I'm also not going to like absorb every single idea because if I did I'd probably have like a buzz cut and full body tattoos by now you know when I'm in writing mode with music mm-hmm. um, or even if I am traveling to play a show and I told I, I shared with you on the previous episode that how you like me now is my hype song mm-hmm. if I'm going let's just say I'm leaving Columbus to Tupelo which is about an hour drive mm-hmm I will A, listen to a book, B, drive in silence like a psychopath, Mm -hmm. or C, listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Music is not even going to register because why? I am going to play my set, and Mm -hmm. if I am listening to someone else, they might infiltrate. Yeah, I feel that. So when you are in writing mode when it comes to comedy or maybe even going to a show like how often do you ingest other comics works i try to go see other comics as often as i can is that real um yeah yeah so especially like i try to go see big shows because big shows i'm a big fan like i'm a fan you know and i think if I'm not going to see big shows, I try to watch a new special or like stay up to date on everybody's comedy. I'm big on like sharing yeah. mid-tier comedians. Like Matt McCusker just put out a new special uh-huh. on YouTube. Yeah. And I shared that and I thought it was really well done. And also like the first 10, 15 minutes were like COVID jokes, which I think is so funny just yeah. because it's so polarizing to people. It is. It's it's becoming less polarizing. Yeah. Like um I don't know. I just saw my um, my Snapchat memories two years ago. Today, I got my first vaccine, and I was so excited and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and I'm like, you dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. You know, just add that to the list of regrets, at least for me. <laughs> at least for me. That's all I'm going to say. But no, um, I I try to go see a lot of comics and stay up to date on everybody's work but when I'm writing I don't know I I take notes like I'm a perpetual not to sound like a pretentious person but I'm a perpetual student like I take notes I'll transcribe people's sets I'll see where the where the beats are where the punchlines are where the patterns are Um, I recently took my dad for Father's Day to go see um, Neil Brennan in New Orleans who's like probably my favorite comedian Uh, yeah yeah and it was so awesome it was like the best live where, show i've ever where, seen what venue joy joy theater mm. it was awesome and it was just a bunch of sad white people i mean it was sold out but just like whatever you think neil brennan fans look like that's what they look like yeah 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 my uh my taste for comedy has changed over the years um specifically now that i'm more into it 
because I'm trying to engage comics more and have them on the show. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm really sucked into like the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania comic scene. Okay. Uh, Michael Rainey. Yeah. Jake Furman. Yeah. Tim Butterly, John Del Calo, um, Matt McCusker. I mean. Okay. Uh, the Are You Garbage guys. I mean, they're the Stuff yeah. Island. I mean, the, all those, all those comics. Like, I just feel like they're right on the pulse. Like, if they they, they got their finger right on the pulse of like mm-hmm. humor right now, and I, I just I feel like things like just kind of flow from that area, and. Well, it's very... And I, and I think that's because I didn't know about, like, you and what other people were doing. Because, like, when I'm watching your reels and I'm seeing the things that you're doing, it's like, no, it's not that way at all. It's everyone is doing it and doing it fine. I was just exposed to this. You do kind of get, like, magnetized to one scene. Mm-hmm. And I think that's totally okay. Like, I... Um, found out about Tom Segura I was dating a guy and he was like you should listen to this podcast and that was like in took me the longest time to become a fan of his really and I like him more than Burt Kreischer now oh yeah but I'm not a I'm not a big fan of either yeah yeah so I am in love with Tom Segura I and it was like an immediate like I don't know why because our styles of comedy are very different but I just adore him and I love him and his wife they have a podcast together and they watch absurd videos on the internet and yeah i mean i've listened to every episode of that that there is i was supposed to go see him in 2022 for my birthday and then i got the stomach bug and i couldn't go and andrew and all my friends got to go and andrew won 700 at the casino and i was throwing up and that's awesome for them um but anyway sounds like me trying to go see john mayer really oh that's sad did you throw I, up? No, I bought tickets to go see him twice, and no. both shows got canceled because he was having throat problems. Oh, God doesn't want you to still, go. Still love you, John. I love John Mayer. Even if, even if God didn't want me to see yeah. it live. Maybe he does. He just wants you to suffer. <laughs> it's not just right yet, Alan. It's not. The time is not right. You'll find your time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, um, I love John Mayer. Thank you. I love John Mayer. Um, if anyone tries to besmirch his name on this podcast. No, it would be upsetting. Now, in his personal life, do I think he's a little weirdo? Mm, yes. A hundred percent. Sure. Do I think he's probably incapable of having a normal relationship? Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. But he's a genius. That's not his thing. His thing. He was funny on Chappelle show. Oh, he was super funny. And he wants to be a comedian. He, yes. And, well, songwriters want to be comedians. And, you know, I want to be a songwriter. Like... I wish I could Is sing. That, I yes. I think that's the thing. It is. It's why we're sisters. So, like, I, I talked about this on Holly Rumbarger's you podcast. Call me queen now. Yes, y'all's queen. I can't even say queen. I can't say queen without wanting to throw up in my hands. But um, I talked about this on Holly Rumbarger's podcast. I used to play guitar and write songs. Now, I can't sing. and I'm really, I can play, like, three chords. But I would write, I had this country music alter ego this was like in high school Mm. and her name was helen and she was like dark goth country and i would write all these songs through like her voice and yeah that was like so do you still have um, said guitar no i don't have that guitar was it picked up by a younger sibling maybe i think it's in the attic somewhere tbh but yeah it was a whole thing not good for that guitar not good for no hard life yeah, that guitar is as dead as the guitar you were talking about in your truck mm-hmm. that is also dead. 
Uh, shout out to it. To R.I.P. And uh, bless up. If I feel so led, I will break another guitar. That's a promise. I think you should. I can't imagine breaking a mic, but I don't own a mic. I also don't really get angry. What do you think about Cardi B throwing her mic into the crowd? Oh, I didn't know she did that. Mm, yes. Mm. They threw uh So uh, I saw just a clip of her, a fan, or I would say fan, throwing beer at her on stage. Oh. And her rebuttal was to throw the microphone. But... Uh, I saw a fuller clip of what happened before where she asked for it and like people were doing it and I guess she was at her breaking point to where she was tired of having beer thrown on her and maybe she just didn't like the way that that beer was thrown or the way that person looked and they called a mic to the face. Well, in my sorority, you would have got sent to standards Mm. for that. (laughs) Mm-mm-mm. Southern Bell coming out. Mm-hmm. No, I look. I don't know the whole thing about like the monstrosity of at live music events, people and comedy having things thrown at them. I is, hate um, it. So insane to me. Mm-hmm. But it just shows. I think we're all on the edge. Like we're all at a breaking point, and what's people crazy are capable is of so much. She didn't stop. The following show, she threw a mic at the DJ. Girl. So I, th- I think she's like really just showing showing her ass. Yeah, well, you know, and she's she's had a few. I mean, she had this meteoric rise to fame, and I feel like now it's kind of chickens. Are, chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah, well, I think she's just mad at Ice Spice. Maybe I don't know. Do they have beef? I hope not. Ice you know, Spice. like I, the only joke I'll make about her is. Wah! Uh, that's down with the sickness. I think it's Down syndrome. Thank you. Good night. Jeez. That's awful. It's staying in there though. Uh, keep Trivia it. Craft. Keep it. Don't <laughs> abort that one. But wow. You know. Here we go. You know. Um, I don't know. Cardi B. I've had. I I love some of her music. I have to say. But would I go to a Cardi B concert? Honestly. No, but I'm much more. I'm gonna go to a comedy show over a concert at any time. Like live comedy is, it charges like my social battery. As of, as of late, um, the past year and a half, two years, I've gone to more comedy shows than I have. Um, I'm, and I and I'm not counting like your my, own shows. My own shows are my friend shows. Yeah, like yeah. an actual. Uh, quote unquote concert to where you go pay to be at an amphitheater like yeah. a, or you know a big venue uh, way more on the side of paying to go to a comedy show it's way more fun in this in this time of my life mm-hmm. and on top of that is I guess I've been fairly blessed with music festivals and things mm-hmm. of that nature to where I've, I've seen most of the people that I want to see Yeah, I've done most of what I wanted to do yeah. But, like, when it comes to comedy, it's ever-changing. It's always changing. And, like, sometimes a show will just sneak up on you. Like, even if it's not your favorite comedian, mm. it'll just be your favorite act. Like, um, recently, so we have Laughs for Life here in Hattiesburg, which is this great, like, fundraiser comedy show. I love that. I, tell me more. It's I don't even so know where great. to begin. So it's for, um, like, multiple myeloma, I think is what it's called, which is a, I, I want to say a blood cancer. I'm not quite sure. 
but um, it raises money for mm. research on this cancer. And like we had Leanne Morgan come two years ago with Nate Bargatze, and then we had Leanne Morgan again. This year it was John Christ. So it's all clean comedians. Yeah, John Christ is a Christian comic. Yes. Very funny. Very funny, and he just did an amazing job. He, he got like really real at the end. I was like, why am I crying? Oh my gosh, crying with my dad. And it was um, it was really great, but his opener too. I think his name's Caleb Elliott. I've never heard of this guy in my mm. life. Fantastic, so 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 good. Um, and it was just a great show last weekend. And then like I went to see Hannibal Buress. Um, oh, I love that man. You stop it. I love that man. Eric Andre's show. Yes. My so good. F- all my favorites is not even Eric. It's all mm-hmm. Hannibal. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Hannibal's hands. <laughs> and he was in some Tim and Eric stuff, was he yeah, not? He was. Yeah. <coughs> he's been around the block, but he's oh. like he's finally had like some kind of meteoric rise. I mean, would you even call it meteoric? No. Because, and that's another thing is like uh, Mary Ryan is like when it comes to music or comedy mm-hmm. and maybe people outside looking in who don't understand the Girl. industry girl it's like you've been doing this for two three five ten years and like you ain't done anything it's like look at your favorite musicians Mm -hmm. or comics it's like how long did it take them to actually get to where they are or people will be like leanne morgan she just blew up and i'm like she's been doing this for 20 years she she moved to San Antonio and did it regularly, I, I believe, for many years. Like, she's been doing this forever. She's been playing clubs forever. She didn't just wake up one morning and go. I think I'll do this. I think I'll do this. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, did they blow up so fast, or did you just hear about them for the first time? It's it's the B part, you know. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't understand, like. Like I've spent the majority of, and again, I'm new. I'm very green, but like, when how long I, have you been at it? Um, July twenty second of twenty twenty two was the first time I ever did an open mic. You've done very well for yourself so far. Well, that's very sweet, but I've also performed at like a restaurant that was in between a vape shop and a boudin store. You know, in like that's, in Louisiana. That's, that's cutting teeth. That is cutting teeth. And it's so important to do. And like, I'm still in that phase of, I just want to perform. Like I'm really am just so happy that I get to do this. Do you know what a dream this is? Like to have any sort of platform at all. And to well, be I mean, doing number what I one, love for a woman to be funny, for a woman to be funny. I mean, it's look, the jury's still out <laughs> funny or just so strange. You can't look away. Nobody knows. You know, um, it is, it's, and, and women aren't funny, Yeah. you know, but I've, I'm a charlatan who hasn't been figured out, you know, Mm, an infiltrator. I'm an infiltrator, comedy Mulan. Mm. Just kidding. That's Ali Wong. I'm just kidding. I love it. (laughs) I've, I was waiting for you to ask me a question. And so after I asked myself this question, I'm going to let you Okay. Become the host again. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. Why am I so offended by redheaded people being replaced in film? Okay. I can't believe I didn't ask you that question. Slipped my mind. I had it written right here on my hand. Uh, I've only but the problem there, is I can't read. There's... Gosh. You're reminding me of the old special with Randy Orton with Caleb Presley. But anyway, read this note for me. Birds aren't real. I'm not going to read it. 
you, if you can read it, read it. If you if you can't read, don't read it. <laughs> it says I can't read. That's okay. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. It says I can't read. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. But yes, uh, there is uh, there's a sen- there's there's levels to it, and so they have taken April from Teenage Mutant Turtles. They have taken Ariel from uh, Little Mermaid. They have taken Annie. They have. There, there's so much taken from redheaded representation in film up to ad nauseum. And so when I go to see a film or a picture, or, there's no representation of genderness anymore. And I just mm. don't know what to do with myself. And I just feel so isolated as a minority in the world. And I don't know what I am to do. Well, we all saw the signs, ladies and gentlemen. So if he climbs up a clock tower... You heard it here first. And my dad wasn't proud of me. Yeah. So all the is. warning signs are there. But yeah, anyway. No, it's hard being a ginger. Is it true that you require more um, uh, anesthesia? It's true. That's wild. It's true. Uh, less pain. The pain factors are less relevant. Wow. Uh, also, the sun is our biggest enemy. I did hear that. Mm-hmm. So we are vampires. Wow. Uh, in spite of South Park ruining my entire uh, middle and high school career, we do have souls. I believe that, based to, on your afterlife question. To an extent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think that's everything that I'll do with that, but I, I just want people to be aware that this podcast, Porch Talk, uh, I do need every ginger in the world to be a fan of this because I'm doing it for us. You know, and if you ever decide to dye your hair red, girl, I did in mm. October, and it was so cute. I loved my red hair. It just fades so quickly when it's mm. fake. It just it washed right out, and then I tried you to just can't deal with the fakeness. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I tried to color it again, like myself, with some color depositing conditioner, mm-hmm. and it came out kind of pink. Mm. And I looked like a bisexual art student, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't. <sighs> For me in this season, you know. In this season. So Mm -hmm. handing it back over to you, what do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, I think the gender thing was fascinating and inspired. Mm. I really do. Do you, um, Mm. were you ever homeschooled at any point? I wish, but no. What do you think about homeschoolers? When I have children, they will absolutely be homeschooled. All right, are they going to forage in the woods for little mushrooms and do Montessori school? And mm, I think people have a weird take on what homeschooling is. Uh-huh. But uh, not elaborate on that a little bit more. Well, like, okay, so there's, like, forest school, there's unschooling, there's Montessori, there's mm. free birthing, there's, mm. you know... There's levels to it. There's essential oils, there's... Um, sourdough bread i mean it's a whole sort of cultural matrix that i find very interesting you know i've uh, family members who have been homeschooled who uh-huh. are permanently scarred by that because I, I don't think they'll ever have a girlfriend and yeah. uh like the only social meetings or yep. things of nature was church which was just awful for them uh, so I mean, best of luck to them. But uh, <laughs> I wish them well. Uh, yeah, I, I'd totally be down to homeschool. To what extent? Uh, you know, I would let them play park ball. 
if they want to play softball, baseball, pick up basketball, mm-hmm. that would be a form of socialization. What about Yu-Gi-Oh? Going to church? No, Yu-Gi-Oh is of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to church, yeah. Um, as far as uh, playing in the, the forest and essential oils, I am a little bit holistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not big on Tylenol and things of that nature. Um <clears throat> when you have a headache, I believe one or two things is either uh, drink you a glass of water, get you a bite to eat, or maybe just get in a quiet place, a dark place, and close your eyes for a minute. Mm. <coughs> That's <coughs> a word. Me. That's a word right there. Me, I'll take an Excedrin migraine. Hmm. If but I'm, I'm also redheaded, by If the I'm way, really so feeling it, a, yeah. I have a high tolerance. You so. have a whole force field of yeah, ginger Yeah, things don't get to me. That's great for you i'll tell you what i'm a weenie okay mm-hmm. if i've got a whiff of sickness coming on i'm taking an emergency what's it like emerging in the motherhood to where you just have yeah. someone who just yeah exhumes sickness it's actually great it was actually great for us so she was sick for like ever and pardon me we were sick forever not with anything serious but just daycare sicknesses mm-hmm and I think it was good for me. It really like knocked me down a couple notches and made me realize like, oh, I don't have control over my life or anything in my life and I'm not the center of things and the body is temporary. You know what I mean? That's a big part and this yeah. is me outside looking in as to why I don't want to socialize my futuristic non-existent kid into school and daycare and uh-huh. that I want things to be at home. But wow, the thing that you just and you haven't finished expressing maybe it's worthwhile it's worthwhile i mean it's it's so different you really eat a lot of crow as a parent because you know there were so many things that i said i would never do Mm. that i did one of which was daycare and i think i just underestimated like girl you you can't work and stay home with your kid at the same Mm -hmm. time like it's for most people that's not plausible and so um Fortunately, we found a, a great school that we love, and um, her teachers have been fantastic. And she—it's been a really positive experience for her, especially as an only child. Um, but yeah, the sickness is going to come no matter what. Like, they're going to get exposed to the world no matter what. You what. Do. Yeah, and even the little homeschooled kids—you know—they all leave the fly the coop and either turn out homeschooled and repressed forever or um and again i'm making broad generalizations here or they they get a septum ring and a bunch of tattoos mm-hmm. and Complete they're baristas now rebellion yeah yes very much that way of uh, yeah. one of the most i think i'll vote for her to be president one day because that's what she was going to do i met her down at the university of mobile she was homeschooled out of uh the savannah georgia area I'm not going to name drop her right now, but uh, I'll tell you the first name, Tinsley. Um, took a lot of class over her, and I've never met a, a better individual when it comes to being able to conceptualize ideas mm. and to speak her mind, and not only that, like in the form of debate, to be able to uh, come up against an idea that she doesn't agree with and to be able to overcome that idea with a, a better yeah. idea. And, uh, like, she went there, and then she went on to law school. She should be finished by now and should be into some political science kind of thing. And so... Uh, and she was homeschooled? Oh, yeah. 
great parents, I'm sure. Fantastic parents. It's the parents. It really comes it's, down it's to the parents. It's always the parents. Yeah. It really is. It's always the parents. What do you What do you make of like uh, the the beef with like children out the womb with an iPad in their hands? So crazy. So we don't. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I don't think it's good. Um, we don't. Are you guilty that. of that? No. That is one thing. That is one thing that I have held very fast to is. Um, I said I wasn't going to do it, and I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that is a lot easier because she's in school being, like, enriched, you know. But, no, um, Meadow gets bored a lot, and we work through that boredom. We do watch movies at night. Um, not, on the, <coughs> not on the iPad, but we watch movies, like, as a family and stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, do I think it makes me a better mother because my kid doesn't use an iPad? Yes, 100%. I'm better than anyone who lets their kid <laughs> I'm just kidding. I but don't disagree with that. No, I, and I mean, again, there are some kids with special needs that like need that and whatever. But no, we don't do that. Meadow, um, when when she sits down and plays with her Barbies, it's like listening to a person with schizophrenia. She's well, got a wild imagination. Wild. You have a daughter, and uh-huh. uh, I wanted to ask this question. Uh-huh. I don't get to ask it often. Okay. And I don't know if you have a niece or nephew. Yeah, well. I do. Nephew. Niece. Well, but are you gonna? Oh, are you gonna ask about boys? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I know boys. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, so when I, I got to text my mom back about something. No, about mom. my daughter. Uh, she is held a hostage. Okay, not she's she's not gonna get it. <laughs> oh, when boys pick up action figures, they yes. become the action figure. Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. When a girl picks up a Barbie doll. Of they portray their personality onto that doll. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Like, if I pick up Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man. But if a girl had done that, she would, like, put her traits mm-hmm. on Spider-Man. And I yeah. think that is a difference in play, and that's a lot of that's psychology. That's so fascinating. Yeah, I never and, thought of it and, like and that. And you, you can literally see that play out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, yeah. this is incredible stuff. It is wild. Now, at this age, most of the boys that I know aren't even at that level of imagination. They just take longer to develop sometimes. Yeah, maturity and everything all around. Yeah. yeah. Boys are typically dumber. Yeah. Not dumber, but just a little bit slower. Again. A little bit slower, but um, also apparently super sweet to their moms. I hear that, like, boys and their moms, it's, yeah. like, very sweet. Um, and it's it's that way with Meadow, but I don't think on that level. Um but yeah, boys and girls are very, very, very different. Mm. Um, it's wild. I would say hot take. I would say gender's real. I would say that is quite the take in this day and age. Yeah, watch your mouth. Oh, so, I would say it's real. A little bit uh, ones and zeros, binary, if you will. Yikes! Jeez, you're getting stepping off on some toes. It's it's hard, you know. But when when Meadow told me she was a girl, I was like, okay. You can be a girl. Oh, yeah. Fine. That's very brave. I know. Mm. That's what I am, just a brave lady. Would you like to host some more questions? Um, yes. One more. Ooh. One more question. Um, okay, if you could only read one book, don't say the Bible. Only read Lord one of the Rings. book. 
Oh, I see that. <laughs> That's my. Yeah. I, I read it once a year. That's my favorite book. And if it wasn't that, uh, I would say probably a C.S. Lewis book, but not the Chronicles of Narnia. And you're telling me you weren't homeschooled. This uh, is wild. Well, no, I didn't find these books until my early 20s. My favorite C.S. Lewis book is probably Surprised by Joy. Okay. And that's cool. a big book on like, uh, and it didn't really hit significance on me until I experienced true pain, such as after my divorce. Yikes. And after big pains that I, I thought I would never move forward. And that's the idea of being surprised by joy, is even though um, you're going through it, uh, there is always a great surprise. And even if you don't get to see it in this lifetime, maybe it's being surprised by joy by your Savior in the next. Ugh. And that is being surprised by joy. Also, the screw tape that. letters. I love screw tape letters. Yeah. I read that in ninth grade, and I was it's like, It's a good book. Ooh. And so, like, C.S. Lewis, and also, like, a lot of people think about... Uh, you know, Chronicles of Narnia, which is a very good, uh, it's very good books, uh, great series. Um, but a lot of people don't know about Escape from the Silent Planet. He wrote that. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, three or, f- no, it's, I think it's four books. It's not a trilogy. Uh, very interesting. And did you know that J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of Lord of the Rings, and C.S. Lewis were friends? Yes. Yes, and that uh, C.S. Lewis actually proselytized J.R.R. Tolkien into uh, Christianity. That is wild. Mm-hmm. Did you know that C.S. Lewis believes in purgatory? Mm-hmm. He's Catholic, and J.R. isn't. So crazy. Mm-hmm. So crazy, because I grew up Presbyterian, mm-hmm. and like that's our guy. Like We claim that guy, mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, but... N- quite a contempt for Catholicism in in Reformed Christianity, I would say. Very contempt. Which is, which is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. That would be my go-to. I have trilogy. a... Uh, I've got the book in my truck right now. Yikes. Because I've spent a lot of time in my truck as of late, but uh, yeah, I've, I read that book once a year. Uh, I have the book in my truck. I have pages and chapters X'd out mm-hmm. because those pages and chapters absolutely add zero to the story. Word. So, like, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's my go-to. That's another thing that I want to work on, like I've been slowly rolling that out, is because I do not like the way that uh, film, such as Marvel Studios or Warner Brothers with DC, are with any film company that is pushing out fantasy is I do not think it is impossible to tell a good fantasy story and have a good moral concept without there having to be some kind of a sexual escapade or any Uh. other kind of nonsense. I think it's completely possible to fully develop characters, whether male or female, and maybe their greatest attribute isn't their sex, but it's like just their moral compass. Yeah. But also how lame. Yeah. I mean, you know, sex sells. It does. Now, the older I get, the more I'm like, romance is so 
secondary to what it means to be a human being. And I don't think that's because I've like given up on romance. I think like I'm so in love, but that the like definition of love and romance just evolves and like the whole like heightened emotional state of romance, it's not meant to be maintained in a heightened state forever and ever and ever. Well, they call um, it a fire for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, I agree now, but also I'm thinking like marketing wise, that stuff yeah. totally sells. Mm-hmm. But also, also love, like, like I have a bit about romance novels that I do because a lot of women mm-hmm. are like into them. And I'm just like, I could use this book as toilet paper. Like, I do not enjoy this. Yeah. So, there's that. I don't think it's good for, I don't think it's good for women. I think it's, uh, I think it can be a form of pornography. But, you know. Uh, That's that's, what I think about Fifty Shades of Grey. Girl. Even, even like, uh, I enjoyed, like, The Witcher on Netflix. Oh, yeah, people do like that. it, It was very sexualized, and, but. And not just because of the video game, but just because of the Dutch story, just because I like fantasy stories. Yeah. I'm very familiar with the story. And what they have done with that series is they went from following it fairly close to just degrading it just for the sexual. Oh, yeah. And people love it. They eat it Game of Thrones, even. Game of Thrones. Which, look, I'm only human. I love Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. Now, the last season, mm. so dumb. That's why people like abandon it. It's like, well, it didn't end the way it should have. It didn't, but it's still a good story, you mm. know? Like, season six of Game season three of Game of Thrones. Incredible. Mm. So good. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Lord of the Rings guy. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Wholesome, I think. Also, of uh, Patrick Rothfuss, he has been... Uh, I don't know if he'll ever finish this trilogy, but if he does, it'll be the greatest trilogy of my lifetime. I'm a fantasy fan. I can tell. But uh, yeah. he has been working on uh, the King Killer Chronicles. First two oh, books. Bo- first this. two books are great, but he's been uh, so slow to release a third one. And with the end of the second book, he didn't bother tying up any loose ends. And I don't know how you wrap up all these loose ends without it being 1,500 pages. So, good luck, buddy. Good luck. See, I like a single novel about, like, an immigrant family. Mm. And there's a daughter, and she's headstrong but wants to be a good daughter. Mm. That's what I like. Roof, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I like a good a novel about a family that it happens, then it's over. You yeah. know? I'm not really a fantasy. Oh, I love a big yeah. story with politics and, well it don't have to be elves but a world world building yeah world building that's yeah. that's the ticket yeah. yeah uh and i like politics so i like politics being very involved and nice and you can kind of see and like the biggest thing like as i'm trying to map what mine would be is things never being as they actually seem yeah and you don't quite like the people that you pull for at the beginning I want to make them so lovable that you have a hard time hating them because they were actually the bad guy. I love that. And just just a big spin on the head twist. But, oh man, uh, let's do a couple of questions and let's walk out of the door. Awesome. 
Was this satisfactory to you? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. All right, please plug your socials yes. one more time. Mary Ryan Brown on Instagram, maryryanbrown.com, Mary Ryan Brown on YouTube, Mary Ryan Brown on Threads, Mary Ryan Brown on TikTok. How's Threads been? Oh, Threads is so boring. There's no drama. <laughs> There's no drama on Threads. Threads is like Sucks. the waiting room at the dermatologist's yeah, office. I, I never, just no I never tea. Did. I'm, I'm going to go to Twitter. It's the DMV. I'm just on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like I, like TikTok Boomer. or... Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, and it's not just because I don't want the Chinese Communist Party to have my data. I, I've got it worse. The American government have my data. Oh, man. Yeah. It's not about that, but it's just like Boomer side of me. Yeah. Is, I, just, I don't want to learn another app. I love it. TikTok? You love? No. What do you love? Attention. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right yeah. on. Oh, yeah. one, let's, let's throw a wild ball out there. Uh, just walking out the door. Okay. Oh, uh, what uh, what's the what's your favorite place you've been to? Um, that I've ever traveled to. Mm-hmm. You know, so many of my fondest memories really are at home, and I know that that's like such a crazy or silly thing to say for someone who's lived in the same town her whole life but as far as like big trips I would say um Whitefish Montana um Devonshire England was cool um and I really love Boston Boston yeah and follow up if you could perform comedy in any club or venue where would it be um Comedy Cellar in New York. That's it? Yeah, that would be awesome. It would awesome. be Red Rocks for me. Yeah, Red Rocks is cool, too. Yeah. 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 Comedy Cellar. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. Ryan. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.